0: Heyo! Welcome in to the CHGO White Sox Podcast. presented by points bet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two wrist rebuts up to $2,000. Welcome into a remote version of the CHGO White Sox Podcast. I am Sean Anderson, the host of the CHGO White Sox podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. Alongside me is Vinny Duber. He is our CHGO White Sox beat writer. You can follow him on Twitter at Vinny Duber and Herb Lawrence. Hello. You can follow him on Twitter at eckmanwell 23 He is our CHGO White Sox community leader. We got three huge topics uh, today. We're going to... St- Start off with Joe Madden, possibly to the White Sox. We got a brand new game for you Friday, folks. You'll be driving into work, and you'll be able to listen to Herb and Vinny pick and go through all the files in their brains. And we're going to start off with the most important thing. Johnny Cueto has an Instagram, and it's beautiful. Um, I shared a different article with you guys, and Vinny's like, this isn't even the best White Sox thing yet i mean like you you haven't even seen the johnny cueto horse video so i watched the johnny cueto horse video in, in the in the dmv today and it was uh it was a really glorious uh watch i have to say
2: Johnny Cueto knows what he's doing when it comes to social media. He's he's been a maven since long before he uh, joined the White Sox, and uh, now that he uh, has uh, White Sox DNA, as we've been talking about all offseason, <laughs> um, now that he's got some of that, we can revel in his uh, horse his equine antics on uh, on Instagram and uh, doing. It looks like you know what it looks like. Johnny's going to be going to the Olympics, uh, doing some equestrian in the Olympics, doesn't it? With the uh, with maybe representing the Dominican Republic uh, uh, the next time those those come along,
0: yeah, I mean like high stepping the horse was Herb.
1: It was nice. It was really uh, probably takes a long time for a horse to do that particular dance. But Johnny looked really comfortable with this horse just doing this uh, trot. That's kind of weird and kind of dancing. And it's a talent right there for Johnny Cueto to be on this mount and be comfortable with the the dog. Isn't somebody come to get me because I'm talking about Johnny <laughs> Cueto apparently. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a very impressive thing. This guy is a, an all around renaissance man. Too bad I don't feel like I want him around next year for the White Sox. You know, not because of the person, just because I think the performance will fail a little bit or go down a little bit. But the personality is a plus. Yeah, wow! And- Come on,
2: Herb. You you couldn't just revel in some some horse talk for a bit. You had to no. bring it back to off. <laughs> man, we can't go a full ninety seconds without talking about off season moves or something like that. So, uh, man, just a guy and his horse. We can't just enjoy it for the. I had first a wet
1: blanket that podcast. whole thing.
0: Yeah, way to go, Herb.
1: Um- Herb,
2: when are you getting up on a horse? Never. We saw you. You we saw you challenge Yasmani yeah. to the race to 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 the foot race. Now I think we need uh, you to to uh, go up against Johnny in in horse riding. As I Harry- like this
0: her because I think you're never gonna dye your hair blonde, and it doesn't matter if you shave Ooh. your head because you joined the 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 stream today. I thought you got a haircut. Um. So yeah, I think you should be doing this. I think you got to teach a horse how to do this.
1: Yeah, if you guys are watching on YouTube, you can see Johnny and his horse. <laughs>
0: You can hear it, too.
1: Yeah, it's weird. (laughs) I'm never getting on a horse again. I got on one, I think, on a church retreat back (laughs) when I was like 12, and the horse was going the slowest it ever has gone, and I still was like, nope, this is terrible. I do not want to do this. And I've taken heed the advice of Harry Tynowitz and Brendan McCaffrey that horses are nothing to mess with, and you get bucked off really quickly, and you hurt yourself.
2: I want to see Herb and Johnny – on a pair of horses going down
0: Lakeshore Drive.
1: Yeah, his who, his the, horse was the urban a, urban cowboy. The, you don't remember him,
0: urban cowboy? Yeah, r- riding down the uh, the expressway on a horse.
1: Yeah, getting getting chased. Yeah, by the cops and the horse is like hooves bleeding because it's on oh, freaking Jesus. concrete the whole time, going miles down the expressway. Yeah, I'm good. And a horse it's would called, break under furlongs.
2: my weight. It's furlongs when it's a horse, Herb.
1: Look at you, equestrian guy. They got equestrian what? out there in Geneva when you furloughs grew up. Are, furloughs <laughs> are my dad's
0: day off because he's a fireman. What are you talking about? What's a furlong?
2: furlong? A furlong is
0: how they measure a, uh, a horse race. Why do you sure. know that?
2: I don't know, but I it's do.
0: Just, <laughs> it's not like it's you can watch like, over here. Ditch, doc,
2: it, really, over here. Yeah, how dare the bears move over there? That's strictly for horses.
0: <laughs> I didn't know Vinny was a horse guy, and, uh, and the more you know, uh, Vinny, have you rode many horses in your life?
2: I've been on a horse one time in my life, also at a, yeah, uh, yo- I think it was it fifth grade uh, outdoor ed up in Wisconsin. We went up there horseback ride. I remember it being very hard to balance. <laughs> you said it was a church thing, Herb.
1: Yeah, I was I was a church guy back in the day. A thing called a wanna, you know, people out there might <laughs> know what it is just like a thing you went to on Tuesday to run, do some uh, activities, and then learn Bible verses. Were you also handy for it? Fifth grade too. Hmm. Were you also in like fifth grade? I was twelve, so I was probably in sixth grade. Okay, because
0: mine was sixth grade. We went to this place, uh, sixth and eighth grade, uh, the lovely elementary school of Saint Linus in Oakland. Uh, took all named after the kid with the blanket. Yes, and named yeah. after the kid with the the, yeah. the blanket. Um, and all the sixth and eighth graders went to White Pines. I think it was in northern Illinois. I think closer to Iowa. Um, and like I tasted real life mint. Like you, could, they they went. To, they took you out in the fields, and you, you had, there was fresh mint growing. It was beautiful, right? They have that in jewel, all this nature. <laughs> they do, but it was on the ground, and I ate it. Um, it, the floor was growing mint of any, and then I ate it. Um, but they, they also took us on the, the horse and a, I thought the horse was going to kick me off completely. I don't remember not being able to balance. I just thought the horse was going to completely, uh, get on its back legs and kick me off. But also my other fear happened and the horse started to use the washroom while I was on it. And mm. that was a very unpleasant experience. Which one, one uh, or two, not the first one, it would, it would be the second one. Well, the and second one's was, better. You don't horses, want, you, that's you, don't want you don't want do the then. one horses do that. Horses, Horses do do. That. do. Horses I want to see. Everyone see. does it, apparently.
2: I want to see Johnny Cueto representing the Dominican Republic versus Bruce Springsteen's daughter representing yes. the United States of America <laughs> in horsing horsing around at the Olympics uh, in in 2024.
0: I love I love the gold medals for horsing around, Jessica yeah. Jessica. I was going to say Jessica Simpson, Jessica Springsteen versus Johnny Cueto in in horsing around. Uh, yes. Go go Puerto Rico, honestly. I'm a huge Springsteen fan. Dominican but I don't, Republic,
2: but sure. And I don't oh, know if oh, you're going to
1: introduce <laughs> this now, uh, Sean, but. You know, somebody else got a a equestrian friendly uh, property on the White Sox.
0: Oh yeah, okay. I-, I was wondering if you were going to completely wet blanket this again, and no. then like bring up Joe Madden or something. No. Um, yeah, no, we could share about uh, Luis Roberts' mega mansion. Uh, this is from uh dot I my read favorite. it every morning. I don't know about you guys. I wake up and read mansionglobal.com and just try to Gary my v uh, my life. Uh, and, and you know, you've talked about manifestation herbs, so I just manifest mansions on a daily basis. You gotta take uh, it till you make it. Yes, uh, the White Sox outfielder, Luis Robert, uh, stopped faking it and made it and bought a mega mansion uh, for $12.25 million, which also boasts a basketball court, which scares me, and a custom-made trampoline, that which scares also scares me. But what doesn't scare me is Luis Robert is also the owner of a butterfly sanctuary. It's kind of cool. I like it. I like
2: Yeah, I mean, that's cool. Uh, I don't really care about when these guys buy houses, you know what I mean? Like it's always plastered all over the internet and it's like, guess what? A rich person bought a big house. Congratulations for them. Uh, I'm more so concerned you know what though? Here's the good thing. I'm glad that Luis Robert is spending his money on something other than Papa John's.
0: Yeah, I agree. But now he's spending it on a basketball court and a trampoline, which scares me, which is way more fun than eating dominoes every day or whatever the hell he was doing,
2: using that money for before. So
0: He'll stay. Hey, they keep him more in shape than Papa John's. I, I love the Butterfly Sanctuary. We got Dylan Sees, who is a, a, a bee. What's a, a beekeeper? His dad is a beekeeper. Yeah, but I mean, Dylan's Dylan's done it. I mean, there's I think videos it's call a beekeeper. Dylan, Dylan holding it. it, but like, there's not like an art to it. Like, there's not a an act. What's the act of beekeeping? Beekeeping.
1: Yeah, I think that's it. It's. Oh, I'm it, sure it's a thing, but I don't apiculture. know.
0: Apiculture. A-P-I-C-U-L-T-U-R-I. Yeah, see that wasn't very as fun. So apiary, okay. Yeah, an apiary no. is a bee bee There you go. No, uh, that's that's his mega mansion. Uh, can you go to the the movie theater? I know uh, like uh, you just got to click on the slideshow there, Stephen. Um I I know it it's it, it is ridiculous. It's vast, you know. I, nice. But it's not too shocking. I mean, he signed a 50 million dollar contract. Um but it's it's this movie theater that is just insane. Like I, I was mean, he can pay for it. He can have – he made $50 million in his first contract. Look at this movie theater. I mean, one, two, three, six, 18 people. He could fit, like, what, three-fourths of the White Sox roster in his movie theater. That's baller. He got our uh,
1: grades for his uh, offense already. Right on the (laughs) – Right on Ouch. the chairs. Oh boy, there you go, Herb. Nice one. We're gonna Herb we're gonna is Herb is there.
2: the opposite of Herbie Sunshine today.
1: Yeah, I mean it's
0: it got dark and rainy, and now Herbie Sunshine is cool. gone away Let's for the video. Day.
2: Johnny Quay, down now. Get off the roster. Yeah, <laughs> cool, cool movie theater, Louise Robert. You stink. Like, yeah. come on, hey, Herb. get
1: one haircut, and then you start getting feeling yourself a little bit. There you go. And by uh, the way, Sean, I do have the blonde stuff, like right over there. You can't see it; it's off camera. I'm. I gotta go to a wedding. You can't Tony can get up. Tony Gill's wedding this tomorrow. And so oh, after hey. that wedding, I'm blonde. That's why I cut the hair for the wedding. And then secondly, I'll blonde my hair and then do it for like a day or two and then cut it all off again. And, and watch out. Don't use Tony. I mean, he's getting married. He's,
0: he's going to be a married man. That's Anthony Gale to you. you oh, know? yeah. I forgot. Yeah, come on. Oh, what's his uh, Congratulations to the two of them. I, I, Stephanie, I yeah, Stephanie. Stephanie and, and Anthony. Congrats to those two. Uh, that should be a fun day tomorrow. It, but, so Sunday, you're going to dye your hair is what you're saying.
1: Sunday, I'll die my- Well, I'll ha- have it died already. I'm not going to do it on the air because it's a podcast only show. So no one will see it until Monday's show.
0: Okay, so you're going to do That's it on tease. Monday's show. Yeah,
1: I'm not going to do it on Monday's show. I'm going to have come in and it's already going to be died. It takes a long time, Sean.
0: All
2: He's right. got like a big vat of it. It's mm-hmm. brewing. It's brewing I've, up off camera.
1: <laughs> I've done it.
0: It doesn't. I didn't brew a vat. I, I did it when I went to Miami, and it took a it took you know less than twenty four hours. Like Vinny said uh, about the hat, washing your hat. Don't Google it. You know, just be lazy, throw it in the dishwasher, because um, they're going to tell you to like make a vat of of uh, you know hair dye and everything. Just put it on your head, put okay. it on your head, let it sit, then take it off, and and it worked. Um, I did want to bring this up, turn back, uh, then forward long time lurker, first time commenting, appreciate what you guys do to help me keep in tune with my hometown teams while delivering mail in Oakland. So shout out to the, uh, you, uh, yeah, USPS, uh, that's the United States postal service. I did double check that. I thought it might just be an Illinois thing, uh, but shout out to our U, uh, PS, uh, USPS workers, uh, like mailman Jack too. So we got two postal workers listening to our podcast. Excellent.
1: That's, Excellent. that's huge. Appreciate that turn back from Ford. Yes, and, and uh, Ford. Herb
0: is it Cisco blonde Dan from the two one nine? No, it's
1: not going to be platinum. It's just going to be whatever is in this um, package. They say from my hair of black to what the blonde is, it's going to be kind of orangish. So, okay, well, hopefully uh, not too orange. <laughs> yeah, It'll look so like. I mean, you'll... it's it's really hard to strip it, so I might have to do it a second time to make it more blonde.
0: At least orange is a Halloween color, you know. Black and orange, you could just, you know, wear that and you'll be good for at least the month of October. I'm not uh, we do want what... to
1: because I just got to man, my fade is looking right, and so <laughs> it's gonna be ruined that, and then I gotta wait until like a month for it to get back. You'll have a fresh
0: new orange fade. I don't see the problem with this. Uh, we do also not see the problem with our brand new. Sponsors, uh, Shady Rays, Uh, we are very, very excited. Uh, They're going to be hooking us up with some new sunglasses, and we're very excited to tell you about them. I've never understood why sunglasses were so expensive, and Shady Rays has set out to change that. You don't have to break the bank for quality sunglasses this fall because our friends at Shady Rays have you covered. The best part about Shady Rays, they have the most insane protection program in all of eyewear, lost and broken replacements. I usually um, like to place my glasses on my bed, and then I end up sitting on my bed, which has my glasses on it. So that means I then sit on my glasses and break them. With Shady Rays, if you lose or break your shades on day one, they told us that they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. You drop them in the lake, off a cliff, anything. They'll re- replace them. I once was at Lake Michigan and dropped them in Lake Michigan. Vinny, I didn't get those sunglasses back. They were lost to the sea. Um, That's, so littering. She- That's littering. That's littering.
2: It That's, was an accident. You could, be, you could be arrested for that, Sean.
0: I blow out. Well, okay. Well, I'm just trying to... Sh- also, you got to change
2: up this whole sunglass storage situation that you've got going on here. Why would you put them in a
0: place where you could repeatedly sit on them? Well, it, those were my regular glasses. That, that sounds like a you problem sunglasses.
2: more than a sunglasses problem.
0: Right. But their Shady Rays is not going to blame me. Right. Even though wow. it's a me problem, they're, they're going to help me out. <laughs> they're right. They should. They shouldn't give me <laughs> this replacement, but they would. Um, and again, they're it's the best in the eyewear. So like no one else is doing this. Um, also very cool too. Shady Rays, uh, just because this is the first time we're talking about them. I do want to mention uh, Shady Rays also provides 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order placed and have donated over 20 million Meals to date. um So that's awesome. So this is a fantastic company that we're very excited to be working with. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is running their deepest deal of the season. Use code CHGO for 50% off two or more pairs at shadyrays.com. Buy one, get one free. You can also get two pairs for as low as $54. Redeem only at shadyrays.com. S H adyrays dot com where you can find all of their newest and best shades. Again, the code is chgo for fifty percent two or more pairs at ShadyRays.com. Very excited for Shady Rays to be on board and excited I'm, to get those uh those uh samples. In the can't market.
1: wait! And by the way, here it is, John. You can see it on thing. See Carol. Oh, textures and tones. They had so it's for African American women, but you know, <laughs> I'm the I'm closer I'm closest to that. Yeah, all right. I'm gonna you're, use that
0: one. I think I think only the pelvis is different. Your 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 head's fine. Your, the hair's fine, right? I don't same. think it's gonna be that big of a difference. No. Nope. Um, <laughs> let's go into our game time at too, and let you know. Uh, I had a buddy slide in. If you're looking for the best deals for any sporting event, doesn't even have to be in Chicago. I had my friend from Philadelphia slide in my DMs and said, "Hey, what's the game time link?" Because mm-hmm. he needed to buy Sixers tickets. He's looking to go to the Sixers Bucks games. This is the best place to buy any tickets herb got tickets when he went out to uh atlanta uh to go see the braves our guy uh it wasn't it was marcos marcos went out to san diego bought his tickets to see the Sox and padres play through game time it's the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier to score the best deals on tickets to sports concerts and shows um they have the best last minute price drops that can be found on seats that you never thought you could buy when we were at guaranteed Rate field we found uh bleacher seats in the 108 for about you know ten dollars a piece a fantastic deal the day of another deal day of we got club seats for about ten dollars a piece as well a fantastic fantastic deal so if you're looking to go to a concert this winter or this fall a sporting event like a chicago bears game bulls game blackhawks game Head over to Game Time. It was created by the fans for the fans, and they guarantee the lowest price. If you love CHGO, then you'll love Game Time. And the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. Let's get into the Joe Madden talk. Um, I did see while I was reading that we had 41 live viewers, and now it's down to 32. So let's get back into the White Sox talk. Joe Madden was on the CHGO Cubs podcast today. Maybe
2: people just want more horse
0: talk, Sean.
2: Maybe. That's also possible as well. We can, upset that we went away from the horse talk.
0: We can book a horse expert. We could try to book Johnny. In. We'll just book so. a horse. <laughs> we can book a horse, of course. Um, <laughs> let's uh, go to Joe Madden though. Joe Madden joined uh, the CHGO Cubs podcast with Luke Stuckmeyer, Ryan Herrera, and Cody Del Mendo. And Luke Stuckmeyer was like, "Hey Joe, we're running out of time. Uh, what about the White Sox? I know you've said you'd love to manage if the perfect situation was there. You'd go mm-hmm. back in." Are the White Sox interesting to you, the Chicago White Sox, on the other side of town? And number two, does Cousin Eddie still exist? Do you still have the van? (laughs) Okay, first of all, of course the White Sox are interesting. All major league teams are interesting. Um, But I've not been approached. Honestly, I've not been approached, and I don't even know if I will be, and that's that's okay. Um, I'm still working through all this stuff with the book. Um, I I think people understand where I'm coming from right now, which is really important to me, and that's why I'm doing these kind of things because – uh, the part of baseball that I'm I'm trying to help influence is to put analytics back in its place, information, whatever you want to call it, and get real baseball being played once again, the kind that I think fans are looking for. You show those damn numbers, those pesky numbers. Who's boss, Joe Madden? Put them back in their place. What do you guys glean from what Joe Madden said about the Sox job, or what didn't what he didn't say really? Yeah, it sounds
2: like the Sox haven't called him about the Sox job. <laughs> So that's what I gleaned. It sounds like they haven't called them about it. Uh, you know, I, I think I said it the other day, and I'll keep saying it. I mean, they should interview anybody they can interview. You know, I mean, right. there's, no, there's no telling where some interesting ideas or some uh, uh, useful information will come from uh, as they keep interviewing folks. Um, as, as we keep hearing, uh, there might be a preference for somebody who's done this job before. Uh, and Joe Mann has done it before and done it well. Uh, you know what I mean. I, th- I think uh, White Sox fans obviously have their anti-Cub bias that they uh, that they uh, enjoy having so much. But uh, other, th- but you can't deny the fact that the guy uh, has has gone to a lot of postseasons, has won a World Series, has done a lot of winning. So um, that's something uh, that should appeal to the White Sox. That being said, who knows if uh, his uh, personality or his opinions or his ways of doing things line up with what? Uh, Rick and, and the rest of the front office are looking for. And that I don't even mean specifically uh, the whole, uh, uh, t- you know, crusade that he appears to be on at the moment. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm talking about anything from just the way he works with players to uh, the way that he has some certain theories about certain situations and, and using a bullpen or using a lineup or stuff like that. So um, it could be any number of things that mean he, he doesn't fit. And there could be any number of things that mean he would fit. Uh, And I think that uh, you got to just keep an open mind. And uh, if they are going to talk to as many people as possible, there's no reason, in my opinion, in in my opinion, that he shouldn't be on
1: the list. I would love for Joe Madden to just, you know, go on a speaking tour for his book, watch him on TV, analyzing a baseball game, but not for this 2023 White Sox team uh, being the manager. I don't think. That he is the right fit. Do I think there's a place in baseball for Joe Madden? Of course, uh, there's a place for some other team to for him to be a manager, but not this White Sox team. I just think what he's talking about there is the opposite direction the White Sox are going into, or at least what Rick Hanna had uh expressed that you know, more embracing uh, you know, analytics, more embracing of uh, winning culture, which he hasn't been part of since what 2018 whenever he left the Cubs. He's probably not the right guy for the white Sox. i love the man i love to hear him talk but i don't want him to be on my white Sox because i don't think he'll get the job done and i don't think that he's the right fit
0: yeah maybe instead of you know when steve stone retires maybe instead of replacing him with gordon beckham you replace him with joe madden like i'm maybe i'd be fine listening to him in a media setting I don't want him to be the White Sox manager. Just the fact that he is on this like weird crusade against numbers, like who cares, dude, that that, like, honestly, the Cubs job, Theo Epstein and Jed Hoyer were on part of like the, one of the, you know, uh, forefront of adding analytics into the front office and adding it into baseball. And clearly that helped you get to the, Peak of your your career, so I don't know. I don't love uh, his tone there. Um, I also love Sox have here saying all major league teams are interested in. Uh, certainly tells me it's Madden's dream job. So I don't know if he has strong interest in this White Sox job, anyways. Um, but like I said yesterday, I do think that. The fact that the White Sox have the smallest analytics department in baseball and the fact that he does have such a strong track record like the Tampa Bay Rays job um, where he had a 51 percent winning percentage when the Rays weren't good um, when they were in the dark days. He made them good. Um, And then also the Cubs. And I don't know if he made them good. That might be too much credit to Joe Madden himself. But, you know, he was a part of that organization when they really started turning around. And then the Cubs. I mean, he had nearly a 60 percent winning percentage. So that is just proven to. Uh, at, at least be something that I would welcome as a White Sox fan. Uh, 60% sounds a lot better than 50%. Um, that might mean a, a division title or two. So I, I like the, the pedigree there, but I don't think that there's strong interest there. I don't know if we need to consider him too strongly. Um, he has that experience. He has that pedigree as well of coming from two uh, strong contending organizations, but um, there's just something I just don't think he's going to manage again. I, I think, when he's doing this much media, it seems like he's getting closer to a media life rather than that, than managing again, the angels was his dream job. I don't think he's going to be too interested in getting back into a dugout just because I think he wanted to make it work with the angels. And it still seems like he's pretty miffed about the whole thing and the way it wasn't worked. I mean, the fact that he left that job and is now like, Oh, analytics is what I need to focus on. Um I I don't know. Like it it seems like Joe Biden's going to step into uh, his post managerial career. And, you know, I think he's in in, in his sixties at this point. So I wouldn't be too shocked if he just called it a career at this point um, being 68 years old.
2: Yeah. I think uh, uh, Ken, our commenter here has, it has it right. I think, you know, to uh, to go ahead and say that he's uh, railing against, numbers is, is definitely not correct. I mean, he's got a very specific thing that he's talking about, and that's the foisting of that, uh, information upon a manager and, uh, uh, uh the overwhelming, the overwhelming amount of it, I think too, is very much, uh, what he is, is talking about here. He wants to be able to be, um, the person who distills that information for the players and, and, and and for the rest of the team in general. Uh, and I don't think he felt that he was getting that at his last stop, that it was kind of uh, a deluge on everybody. And it was uh, overwhelming. Um, and perhaps that's the case. I don't know what's going on inside the angels front office, but uh, you know, the, I, 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 I tend to agree with that kind of a little bit. Uh, I mean, I know so many people on, Social media and a lot of baseball fans online in general are very much – uh, you know, looking for every scrap of information they can find. And I, I think that uh, it becomes very much this culture war that doesn't really need to exist between people who love the stats and people who hate the stats, people who want, uh, you know, to go back to just uh, go up there, close your eyes and swing. And hopefully you hopefully you hit it where you want to hit it. But uh, I, I don't think that that uh, is really uh, very interesting to me. I don't really care too much about that argument. Um, I, I think for me it's about results uh, and you know, if, if, it doesn't matter which way you get them as long as you win the game. Uh, you know, certainly nobody should be um, saying no to any information because information is good. But, uh, you know, to go ahead and uh, try to uh, plug a bunch of numbers into, uh, into your team and, and uh, you know, hope that that comes out because the numbers said so uh, is also not very interesting. And it's also not very fun to be honest with you. You know, uh, this is, this is a sport or this is a game and it's an entertainment field. And uh, the more math you throw at people, the more it might uh, take away from that entertainment value a little bit, but uh, certainly what you can't deny Joe Madden has done the job of winning and you're absolutely right in pointing out, you know, you work for Theo Epstein, who is not like, you know, some right. old school guy Worked for the rays, which is not some old school organization. Uh, Joe Madden has plenty of experience winning and succeeding under people who like, uh, who, who know how to distribute the information. And, uh, you know, it doesn't need to be, uh, analytics versus scouting or anything like that. It just needs to be Play baseball and uh, and and go ahead and uh, use everything at your disposal as much as you'd like, player, to go ahead and improve your chances of succeeding at your craft.
0: I think what he what he said on the House of L podcast with Lawrence Holmes was uh, teachers teach, presenters present. So I think that
1: was you know to some summarize what you were trying to say there of you know just give them a nugget. I think as Joe Madden needs to be open minded to all information, and so yes, if people are overstepping their bounds. As far as going directly to the players, yes, he has a, a beef there, but he should be open minded to these new numbers. I know he is, but he should be like, Okay, whatever's gonna help my team improve, I should be all for it. And just like I said with the um manager, he should be knowing each player's specific interest interest, uh idiosyncrasies and know exactly what they need. Like, do you want too much information? Do you want all the information? Or do you want none? You just want to go up there, see ball, hit ball. There's different type of people out there who like information. There's people who don't. They're just like, okay, that's way too much. You're inundating me with things I don't need. I'm just going to go up there and do me. And so I think Joe Madden has the right idea where he doesn't want these people who don't know baseball. And he probably feels that these people don't know baseball, baseball. And he's giving these numbers to the players over his head which he, they shouldn't be talking to the players and giving this information. The stuff should be filtered through Joe or the coaching staff, and then they disseminate what they need to to those individual players. And if those individual players want to go and find that information from themselves, that's on them. But to have people in the office, either front office people, interfering in his clubhouse, which I understand Joe's talking about, that's his clubhouse. He's the manager. He's in charge of those people. As Vinny said yesterday, the most important, part of a manager's job is controlling the clubhouse and so not all these extra people in the clubhouse getting in these players ears tell that to joe tell that to the bench coach tell that to the pitching or hitting coach but do not talk to them individually and they'll suss out what they need to tell the players in the games before or before the games uh, start
0: well and that's why i think like Vinny said you just have to manage it or you have to interview him like you have to give him that shot because when Rick Hahn says in his press conference um, you have to understand how the game has grown and evolved in the last decade which I think Joe Madden has understood um, but at the same time respect old school responsibilities it's why I said yesterday I think that with the current front office, Joe Madden might be a perfect fit for the White Sox. I think with a different front office, I would probably look at a Joe Espada. Um, but if the White Sox ended up hiring Joe Madden, I wouldn't be too annoyed as a fan with that outcome just because he's had success before and it could be worse. It could be Tony Larissa.
1: I'm trying to think of how the reaction of White Sox fans would be. And I know you shouldn't hire based upon what your fan base should uh, or they're doing, but you had a disappointing hire the last time, and then a disappointing season this year, and if you hire Joe Madden, and I know that's very far-fetched, as he said himself, he hasn't even been contacted. That fan base, I don't know how they're going to jive on this. Most of the comments here we've got have been poor. They don't like Joe Madden being the White Sox manager, so I think you have to take that into account this year for the White Sox because of all the history and recent history of the White Sox and their hiring practices and this pad, bad past year they just had. Yeah, I don't think they're going to – I don't think – they certainly shouldn't be hiring based
2: on PR. Um, this is not the job with which to do that, right? Uh, that being said, uh, they can't really seem to get a PR win here over the last few years, and uh, I I don't think that um, – really, I don't think there's going to be anybody – that they hire, that's going to receive universal acclaim. Um, you know, I, I think Espada could come in and win the press conference and and do and and get you know a, a majority of folks on on board with that. But really, anybody that they hire who's done this job before, I don't. I think there's going to be plenty of people steamed about it or at least not thrilled. Um, so uh, I, I don't. I don't really see a PR win coming here. Maybe with the exception of Joe Espada, just because. We have seen, um, you know, him him get some favorable reaction from from folks uh, here in the early going of this process.
0: Well, can I get your thoughts on this? Uh, imagine Joe coming to the White Sox looking to avoid front office interference. I, I don't know if I've really hmm. seen too many displays of front office inter- interference. I think the one or at least two times I think I can note at least from the 2021 season where that happened would be uh, the time right before they announced Tim Anderson would be a starting shortstop for the uh, American league uh, all-star team. Uh, Kenny Williams talking to the team uh, in early July. And then there was also the report um, that around the Dodgers uh, fiasco where he ended up, uh, Tony Lewis ended up blocking Trey Turner uh, that there would be more input into the lineup from the front office. And that is where we started seeing more of a daily and steady consistent lineup where the top six um, would stay the same rather than the kind of rotating chairs um, that Tony was doing earlier on in the season. So I don't really know if the white Sox front office would interfere if the white Sox are winning and Joe Madden's the manager and they're 30 and 15. I don't think he's hearing anything.
2: Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I again, that's that's probably the case in all uh, organizations. If that's what your record is, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know right. how you know how superstitious everybody is in this sport. Uh, it could just be a, a, a matter of oh well, don't ring the phone because uh, we've been winning so much uh, with without the phone ringing. So. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I don't really see that kind of thing. And certainly uh, from a baseball standpoint, you know what I mean? I don't really see the White Sox having done that thing. Certainly they didn't do much of it, if any of it, uh, when Tony La Russa was the manager, um, you know, a guy hired because he knew what he was doing kind of thing. Uh, you know, Ricky Renneria was maybe a little different story just because of the experience level. Um, and maybe, you know, they were they were in a different point, obviously, as an organization being in a rebuilding mode kind of thing uh but yeah i i never really heard too much about about that sort of thing uh we did hear miguel cairo mention you know input from the front office but i think he was talking about the regular you know right. what joe madden was talking about though at a more normal degree kind of thing you know i mean here's here's what our folks up in the front office found about these matchups and and these tendencies kind of thing um and so i think uh i think that that you want that Listen, they talk about it all the time. You want collaboration. You don't want people to be completely staying away from each other. That's not good. That's why does anybody have their job if that's the case? You know what I mean? Seriously, their job is to yeah. talk to each other, and their job is to to be there on a regular basis. Rick Hahn is down on the field most every day on a home, during a home game watching batting practice and, and conversing with Tony Larusa. I would see that as what they're, both of those guys' job descriptions were, not as some sort of uh, interference that wasn't supposed to be going on.
1: And you need that cohesive uh, relationship between the general manager, front office, and the manager. That's why you hire the person that you want because you know that, for the most part, they're going to be carrying out your battle standard. They're going to be pretty much in sync of what you want to do with your baseball club. That's why you acquired the players as the general manager or the baseball ops guy. Then you want those players to be used in the correct way by the manager. And so I would say that Joe would be on the opposite side of what rick was explaining in his uh press conference there but and and i'm sure rick doesn't want to butt heads again and he wants to you know you're gonna have arguments with the guys who are um managers and general managers those happen from time to time but you don't want it to have constantly happening like the movie Moneyball where billy beans saying to art Howe like hey man i want you to play hattieberg at first and he's like no i'm the manager i make the lineup you don't want that type of relationship you want a relationship where a give and take is uh there and also know that the general manager is the boss at the end of the day and that if you want something done specifically, that manager has to acquiesce.
0: And if we want to speak to some collaboration that you could see between at least the manager, what I would assume is collaboration between the manager and front office, um, we know Tony La Russa, a big part of his managerial success was the bullpen. One of the first moves the White Sox did after signing Tony La Russa to be the manager was go out and sign an all-star closer in Liam Hendricks. Um, You also saw Joe Kelly be added this offseason, somebody that Tony La Russa has a long uh, relationship with because Joe Kelly was in the Cardinals uh, minor league system when Tony was the manager um, and was also in Boston together. that is where their their relationship started was back in boston um so i mean there and i think uh tony clearly um just by the way that leary garcia played as much as he did it seemed like tony la russa was in favor of that leary garcia extension so i would say that those three signings right there are signs of collaboration between rick and tony so I, i i don't know if a joe madden signing would be doomed i don't think like I don't think they can screw up this managerial signing that much um Sox have said something like you know if the spotta gets a shot and fails I won't be too upset at that like I think if any manager fails it's just because the White Sox organization is just set up the wrong way and 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 things are things as the organization as a whole well a I think you're making that face Vinny just because baseball it's tough to win in baseball um like right. that, that, I, that's, I, I, that's a fair thing to, to 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 absolutely bring up but also like I think we've seen signs like you know, uh, when it comes to uh, the injuries, um, when it comes to some of the signings that we've questioned, some of the trades, like, I, I think it might just be the whole thing of, you know, everything has to be perfect. And I don't know if everything's perfect with the White Sox to to put them in that position.
2: Sure. I, I think you could probably save that same question about all 29 teams that don't win the World Series this year, right? I, 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 I,
0: the Dodgers, I think, put themselves in a good position each and every year. I, I don't absolutely. know if I question I the guess- Dodgers and the Yankees who've had a winning season since 1992. My point being, uh, the, whoever's
2: hired to manage this team, you would expect, is not going to be brought in and said, okay, do 2022 over again and hopefully you get a better result. <laughs> um, that obviously is mm. not going to happen. Oh, we're going to gonna take Aloy Jimenez away from you for two months next year, just hoping that you can, can take care of business. Um, I, just like I don't think that you can solely say that the failings of 2022 were solely on the manager. I don't think you could say that the failings in the future would solely be not on the manager, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, I think everybody, uh, you know, scapegoated Tony this past season uh, because it's easy to do that with a manager and they didn't like him to begin with. But I think a lot of people also would be the have the opposite feeling about a new manager, particularly Joe Espada, who seems to be, you know, the preferred choice for a lot of people, Um, you know, if things were to keep going wrong. Oh, well, it's not a spot fault. He was the right, he was the right hire that we all liked. It's it's everything else went bad. You gotta have, you gotta be able to have it, you know, you can't have it both ways. So I think, right. uh, you know, keep in mind Herb, you always, you say it all the time. You don't know how much difference the manager really makes. Mm-hmm. And I think you've got to, I think you've got to keep that uh, mindset when you like the guy, when you don't like the guy, when the team wins and when the team loses.
1: that's I mean that before Tony La Russa I felt that way 100% but I felt this way a little bit that Tony cost the White Sox some games actively but yes Joe Espada and every other manager that I've seen as a White Sox uh, observer if Joe Espada becomes the manager they're negligible they'll win you some games and I'll put those in quotes and they'll lose you some games but at the end of 162 they all even out and you're going to be the record that you were destined to be because the players didn't do their jobs or the players did do their jobs and they came out to a successful season. So, yes, I think no matter what, this manager needs to know his job is not to meddle with the, this team, not to tinker with the team. The front office does the, the uh, roster stuff. Just keep this clubhouse steady. Keep the, cl- the, 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 the clicks and stuff, you know, they could still have their clicks, but you know, when you come on the uh, on the green grass, you're working as a unit. Make sure that that is uh, clear. Settle the arguments in the clubhouse, all the fights, all the bickering, all that good stuff, and make sure you have a culture in there that is conducive to winning instead of backbiting and all the rest of that stuff. That is the most important job of a manager. If we can get a guy who is uh, adept at settling arguments and adept at bringing, building communities. I'm all for it, no matter who the guy is.
0: Right, and uh, hey, it's. I think the biggest. Criticism I had of Tony La Russa was the the ten year absence he had, and I think if the White Sox only hire Ozzie Guillen, uh, then I think the same criticisms will come back. But if they hire Joe Espada, who doesn't have managerial experience, but has been you know in baseball for the past ten years, they hire Joe Madden, who's had managerial experience as recent as last year. Um, even Joe Girardi, like I'd probably bite my tongue and and, and have to just be like, okay, um, I just would really be baffled at like you know a, a certain handful of people um, that would be hired uh, to manage. But I think really a lot of the names, uh, even Matt Quitaro has been brought up uh, recently um, as a possible favorite uh, of the front office, um, the current bench coach of the Rays. Um, we'll, we'll see. Um, I, I wouldn't be against it I'm um, really for, anything, I guess, at this point. It, it's mostly on the players, as we know, and it's mostly about what this roster looks like in 2023. All right, let's jump into Pins and Aces. Pins and Aces is the official golf apparel partner of CHGO. We love our Pins and Aces gears, and Stephen, our guy, our main resident golfer on the CHGO podcast, our, uh, our, our White Sox producer, uh, gets tons of compliments on and off the course when he's hitting the links. Pins and Aces is a family-owned golf and apparel business, and like Stephen wanted to let you know yesterday, our favorite product is the beer sleeve he brings this around because it's an innovative product that allows you to store seven beers right inside your golf bags and it keeps cold uh, drinks cold the entire round Uh, they also make amazing polos hats and uh, golf bags so you can buy a golf bag and then buy a beer sleeve and then put the beer sleeve in the golf bag and then put beers in the beer sleeve that's in the golf bag and then you could throw it over your shoulder that has the pins and aces polo on it and then you'll get a ton of compliments on the course so you know, I'm going to need to take like some
2: a- notes. Can you run that through again, Sean?
0: Yeah. So you're going to want don't, to go don't to actually, but okay. yeah, <laughs> you're going to go to pins and aces.com. You're going to use code CHGO. And when you use code CHGO, you're going to receive 15% off your order and get free shipping. It's pins and aces.com. Again, you could buy the polo, then put the, Golf bag over the polo, then you could put the beer sleeve in the bag, and then you could go golfing and get tons of compliments on the course. And uh, you can buy this uh, this fall. Uh, maybe you, you're you're looking for a Thanksgiving present. Maybe you're looking for a, a Hanukkah present. Maybe you're looking for a you know a Christmas present. Maybe you're looking for a New Year's present. Maybe somebody's got a birthday coming up. Maybe Halloween's really special. Go to pinsandaces.com. Use code CHGO to get 15% off your order and free shipping at pinsandaces.com. Um, also, I think it was very funny that we brought up Kyle Tucker and Jordan Alvarez being good at baseball. And right now, Jordan Alvarez and Kyle Tucker prove that they are pr- proving that they are good at baseball as the Astros have a three to two lead and their two runs coming on a Kyle Tucker solo home run and a Jordan Alvarez two run home run.
1: Yes. The, that was dusty Baker hitting the home run button. Yes. The home run sign. <laughs> he
0: flashed the sign or they hit the uh, trash can. I don't know which one's going on down there. Uh, Herb, have you
2: ever received a Thanksgiving gift? As Sean was alluding to.
1: <laughs> no, I don't know. This is a new tradition. We should start it.
0: Yeah. Hey. Thanksgiving gifts. Maybe you could get one for, uh, what's the Seinfeld holiday? Festivus. For Festivus. You can get a Festivus gift.
1: Um, I'm just Friendsgiving. trying to think of holidays. I've heard of Friendsgiving, we which know. is weird mm-hmm. because it, you're not giving friends. You're You're just gathering with friends. Right. It should be thanks friending thanks frenzy no thanks frenzy.
2: we need some oh, we need the marketing team in on that one i think
0: yeah, i think we should just scrap that bit we should start a new bit though and it's called where's he played um we are now playing a new game show for your friday we are going to pit two contestants shockingly those two contestants are Vinny and herb uh, mm. against each other and they are going to guess where he's played i'm going to give you a Major League Baseball player that has played for the White Sox, and you are going to try to name as many teams and the team names that this player has played for. To give you an example, I would say Paul Konerko. Herb, how many teams can you guess that Paul Konerko has played for? He's played All three. for three. He's played for three. So Herb would set his opening bid at three. Um, let's say he said two. If Herb said two, Herb, can you say two? Two. Two, I would then say, Vinny, can you name all three? Yes, I can. Can you name them? The Chicago White Sox, the Los Angeles Dodgers, and the Cincinnati Reds. And there's that's how you play the game. And then Vinny would get the point, all right? Um, so we're going to have... Uh, uh, uh hide your rounds. chats
2: hide your chats gentlemen because yes. people are already give, giving go, spoilers
0: yeah. go into in full screen set. um we all this was right. an example though if you didn't know where paul canurco played you're not gonna be good at this game um <laughs> but uh that so the, been... the point being that the
2: first person does not need to actually guess all of them no they just need to guess as
0: many or more than the other person you're just mm-hmm. trying to beat okay. the other person so gotcha. it doesn't ha- you don't have to win in style points it's if like being that you... tune Right. If I give you, you know, um a real random name like Daniel Palka and you can only name one team, then you can only name one team. All right? If, if, only if they, major if league correct. teams,
1: right? Right. This what? is only major league teams, correct? Yeah. Not organizations. All right. Cool. Yeah, just just he's
2: only ma- played for
0: one. Major mm-hmm. league teams. So they have to have an at bat um with it. I'm on baseball reference, only only major league stats. Um so let's flip a coin here um and we will see who goes first. Vinny, I will let you call it in the air. Um heads or tails? Heads. Google is flipping it as heads. Do you want to go first or second? First. Okay. All right. Uh do you want number one or two? This is in round easy. One. Okay. We are playing up to three. Your player is Frank Thomas. Frank Thomas has played for three teams. Can you name them?
2: Oh, so you're just going to tell me the max.
0: Yeah, I'll tell you the max. So you can max out.
2: Yes, I can name all three of
0: them. Okay, now name them.
2: The Chicago White Sox, the Oakland Athletics, and the Toronto Blue Jays.
0: Ding, ding, ding. We're playing up to three. Vinny has gotten his first point. Up next, and I'm glad it has landed this way, Herb, the second easy player is Robin Ventura. You put 23 in your Twitter handle. If you cannot name all four teams that Robert Ventura has played on, I think you need to take that number out of your handle. So you have no choice uh, but to name all four. All right.
1: All right. I'll go backwards. Dodgers, Yankees, Mets. White sucks.
0: All right, there you go. Uh, so now we're tied up one-to-one. Uh, you've understood how the game is played. Usually Herb will have to bid, and then Vinny could outbid him. Uh, but I would assume that if Herb's got 23 in his handle, uh, he can name all 23 players that I Robert ventura had, has been on.
2: I thought he had 23 in his handle for Vince Velasquez. But yes. Of
0: course. <laughs> That's a... It, it, both. It yeah. works for both. Yeah. Um,
1: uh, I don't know if he's on there, but uh, I was going to name him. But it might be on later, so I might have to hold on though, with that Vince Velasquez one. All right.
0: Vince Velasquez is not on the list. Okay. Don't worry. Uh, let's go to media. <laughs> White Tech Padres, Phillies. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll go back and forth. So, Herb, uh, do you want number one or two? Two. Okay. Carlos Lee, um, can you name or how many teams can you name Carlos Lee has played for? Three. The max is five. Three. Okay, his opening bid is three. Vinny, can you name four or more teams that Carlos Lee has played on?
2: Yes, I can name four.
0: All right, let's go. Chicago White Sox, Houston Astros, Milwaukee Brewers, Texas Rangers. Can, can you name the fifth, just for fun, because you have gotten the point, now two to one, Vinny. Carlos Lee's fifth team. Um, I... Don't think I can.
1: Can I okay. steal with Marlins or something like that? You I don't can't
0: know. steal, but it is Marlins. Marlins is the correct. <laughs> the correct that was a there. guess. That was uh, a pure guess. <laughs> yeah, nice job. It was he was Miami Marlins too, uh, which was pretty fun. Twenty twelve. Um Welcome so I'm it. pretty sure him and Mark Burley were on the same team again. And 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 Ozzy Gian. Gia. But was Ozzy ever his
1: manager? Ozzie Ozzy went to Miami the same year that Mark Bruley went to Miami
0: right but was Ozzy ever his White Sox manager no yeah. right first year right oh four
1: yeah 2004 oh, okay. that's why yeah. he he had that's to get I mean. shipped out because he didn't slide into second and take out a second baseman after Tory Hunter obliterated Jer- Jamie Burke at home <laughs> the day before all right uh now let's go to the next medium uh we'll
0: go to we'll go to Ray Durham uh and we'll go to Herb just because I, I think it'd be It's
2: my, it's my turn. turn. So so, so Vinny,
0: Vinny, Ray Durham is, I'm going to put up
2: the stink about that, but I think I can only do two.
0: Okay. Two, two players for Ray Durham. Can you name three or more Herb?
1: What's the maximum four? I'm going to have to name three. You're
0: going to have to name three. Wow.
1: I know the white Sox. I know the giants. Correct. I'm going to just go to what the athletics. Baby, you got it. Yeah. And Ray Durham,
0: uh, very shortly played for the, the the A's. Um, so he's stuck in the Bay Area. Uh, can we name the, the last team? He played for four. He had took he had 54 uh, games, 54 games uh, I'm just in Oakland.
1: Guess that he played for the Braves.
0: No, close, honestly, pretty close. Milwaukee Brewers. Um, so the hmm. former Milwaukee close,
1: but, team. okay there it is <laughs>
0: right yeah I mean you know Milwaukee Braves it was it, it was kind of close uh I anyway. thought
1: you were talking proximity instead of close as in yeah, they're they closer to play in Milwaukee
2: hey Milwaukee's closer to Atlanta than like you know Sao Paulo is so there you go they're close
0: <laughs> this is the first time we're doing this game so I also set it up wrong um so let's just do this it, it this way um no, let's, let's just try to. We're listening not playing, at we're this not playing point, up to they're, three. They're, they're in. They're we're dedicated. Not, we're not playing up to three. You gotta win by two. How about that? Oh, um, huh. So Some basketball. So we'll go. Uh we'll go next. Uh Herb, your opening bid uh for player one or two. Who do you want? One. All right. Jeff Kepinger. He's played for seven. How many can you name? Jesus.
1: Um three.
0: All right. Three is the opening bid. Can you name four Jeff Kepinger teams? <laughs> I'll try. All right. There you go. Let's go. We love a person who's game. White Sox. Correct. How'd Red. you know? <laughs> Reds. Reds. Astros. Re- Astros. Did you say four or three? Four. Said four. Okay.
2: And.
1: Brewers. No. Oh, Brewers. Damn. no Brewers. So, so if I name the team, do I get the point?
0: We've got four um, others. Can you? Does he have to do yeah, four other
2: ones?
1: I, I'm gonna have to say. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he played for the Rays. He played for the
0: Rays before he came to the White Sox, but I'm just gonna count that as a loss. Um, so okay. you're gonna have to you're gonna have to do Willie Harris. Thing. You're gonna have to do Willie Harris here. Uh, Jeff Kepinger played for the Mets, Royals, Reds, Astros, Giants, Rays, White Sox. So Willie Harris, your opening bid for Willie Harris. He also played for seven teams. Jesus, Willie Harris. Um. This this works because then, then we have the tiebreaker. I only so have you, three. You guys would get up to 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 three points. Uh, so three teams. Herb is trying to name for Willie Harris. Uh, can you name four, Vinny?
2: Well, like that's kind of the idea, right? Is that like I'm forced to name four? Isn't that the idea? Or you sell like, Herb name well, then, your three. the name isn't. But, so or, or Herb got, could be
0: bluffing, but like
2: yeah, okay. it's two.
0: It's two to two. So I mean, you can. Yeah. I mean, you could try I'm, to I'm, go for the steal if you want. I'm
2: gonna. I'm not going to try.
0: Just herb name them, herb. Name three teams Willie Harris has played for. The White Sox. Okay, there you go. How are you guys getting
1: the White Sox every I don't time? I um, These are pure guesses because I don't know Willie Harris's career after that. Uh, the Orioles. Yeah, and and that's the crazy thing. Nine
0: games. He played nine games with the Orioles, and you pulled that out of your ass.
1: And this one's going to be the guess of the guesses, the Braves.
0: Ding, ding, ding. Wow. <laughs> Winner. Uh, that's three for her. Baltimore, White Sox, Red Sox, Braves. National's Mets and the Reds are the teams for Willie Harris. Herb gets the first winner of who he play for um, is also what TNT called it. Um, I have a tiebreaker, and we're gonna do it for fun. Uh, so he doesn't have
2: time. to win by two.
0: No, he doesn't have to win by two. Okay, I, I, well, you,
2: moments ago you said he did.
0: We'll, well, well, here. How about this? If Herb wins this, then yeah. then then he then he gets it. Uh, okay. And Herb, since you have, but the, the bid though. Which, well, I'll figure out the I'll figure out the instructions. I'll I'll okay. type up instructions and everything. <laughs> you should have rules before the Gosh. game starts. I know, I know, I know. It's it doesn't. We got to go soon work. because the it, bulls are I, doing stuff I, in that I'm studio. Trying to ask the tiebreaker. Um, so Herb, uh, the tiebreaker is uh, Juan Pierre. Even though there isn't no tie, uh, there isn't a tie. Uh, Juan Pierre played for six teams. Four, four. Vinny, can you name four more teams that Juan Pierre played for?
2: I will. Well, I would have to do five, right? You'd
0: have to do five. I'm sorry. I will try five. Okay, five. And if Vinny gets this, then we'll have another tie. Break.
2: I've got five. Oh, five's easy. Oh, I've, I've won this. Five's oh. done. White Sox, Cubs, Rockies, Dodgers, uh,
0: Marlins. Can you name the sixth just for fun? Um, Damn, Juan Pierre was a bad pick for me. It was. The other Juan
2: Pierre team? mm mm-hmm. uh, No, I can't.
1: Herb, can you get it? I cannot. Phillies. Mm, did not remember his Philly days. All right, we're three to three. Um, fuck. We'll just be tied, Sean. I'm fine. <laughs> no, 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 no. Another tiebreaker.
0: Not another tiebreaker. This is the final one.
1: How about the? This is the the for all the
0: marbles as the kids. This is for all the marbles. Vinny, this is your opening bid. All right, Miguel Alevo. Hey, I'll give you one team. I'll give you one team. I think he's played for seven.
2: I can. Confidently, do three.
1: He's got eight, eight teams. Uh, oh I'm gonna go four,
0: four. All right, so you're gonna you're gonna go for four Miguel Alevo teams, Vinny. You said three, right? Yeah. All right, Herb. For the win. If you don't get this, Vinny wins.
2: Oh, I'm yeah.
1: I'm, okay. Okay. Mariners. Correct. White Sox. Correct. Brewers. Incorrect. Ah, uh, yeah.
2: I think I got two more. Okay. He definitely played for the Royals.
1: Yeah,
0: he did. No? Yeah, yeah. He did. and he I did. think he
2: played for the Rockies too.
0: Yeah, he did. Right after yeah. the Royals, Look he went to the Rockies. So yeah. you got to see, You knew Miguel Olivo from uh, 2002 to 2005 and then picked back up to 2008 to 2010. Um, he disappeared to Florida uh, in the other years. <laughs> um, so there you go. And to San Diego where belt, I think I think you and Miguel Olivo were in San Diego at the same time. Um but Vinny gets the win. Congratulations to Vinny. Gets the first. Yay. Who he played for. Um, The first win. Uh, Though the rules were of. questionable. And maybe Herb actually won. <laughs> we got the gist of the game and then maybe we'll <laughs> clean it up next time. We, we won't count this one. Officially uh, Join us next Friday for the next edition of who he play for. Um, that's Vinny Duber. He's our You're champion. So, uh, people
1: with I, saying Friday, I understand that this podcast going, going on, fly, on Friday, but time. today is Thursday for every regular person for us. It's Friday. It's, it's awesome.
0: Yeah. Right. And the, the podcast, you know, people are going to be listening to this on their way to work tomorrow. So, you know, that's going to be Friday. Um, but yeah, today is Thursday. Uh, just to let people know it's Thursday, the 13th, Uh so, The Bears
1: lose at Soldier Field. Come on. Why are you doing that? I told you it's not Herbie Sunshine today. It's not fun. (laughs) Go Bears, my friends. They're going to lose. Bet the under two. I'm, I'm betting the over, so I'm just
0: going completely against you. Uh, the winner of who he played for is Vinny Duber. He's our CHGO White Sox beat writer. You can read his most recent piece at allchgo.com. He talks about Lucas Giolito and how he needs to uh, you know, pick it up for 2023. Um, that's the gist, right?
2: He's, it's important offseason. He needs to go to work. He's got some cats, though, so that's helpful.
0: That is helpful. And we will talk about that on Sunday as well. We'll be getting into our player grades and our player report cards for their individual seasons. Lucas Giolito is first up on Sunday. So make sure you listen to that podcast. We'll be posting that on Monday. That's a podcast only. So we won't have a live show for you um, on Sunday, but we will be back with you live here on the CHGO Sports YouTube channel on monday i think we're at 4 p.m um go bears but that's herb lawrence you can follow him on twitter at ecknerwall23 he's the chgo white sox community leader i'm sean anderson you can follow me on twitter at sean underscore w underscore anderson thank you to the chgo cubs podcast for being so grateful and sharing us that audio of the chill Madden (laughs) response to the white sox gig and thank you to steven nicholas for producing the show appreciate everyone hanging out with us in the chat as well we'll talk to you on Monday morning and then on Monday afternoon for the live show. We'll talk to you then. Good night.